This is the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's up, Wildcatters? Welcome back to another episode of the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast. Here with longtime good buddy Roy Strawn and Lee Harms from Altitude Energy Partners. What is up, guys? Welcome. Thanks for having us, man. We're super yeah. stoked to be here. How you doing? Uh, I'm a little tired, to be honest with you. Yeah. I said my, my two-year-old hasn't been sleeping all yeah. week. So I'm running on about two grams of caffeine today, but we're, we're here. We're going to do this. I know we were complaining about why are we doing this at 4 o'clock on a Friday? Well, I don't know either, but we're here. Yeah, make the best of it. <laughs> so you're in from uh, Wyoming, Roy. You're you're here. You're you live in Katy, right? At Pearland. Oh, Pearland. Yeah, you're a little bit further down. South Houston, you know. Yeah, I'm up in Tomball, way up north. So Altitude Energy Partners. What do you guys do, man? Uh, directional drilling focus company. Um, we've been we started out as a, a completions and drilling uh, company. We recently divest our di- divested our. Uh, uh, completions businesses and uh, solely focus on directional drilling now. Okay. And you guys recently were acquired, right? I want to kind of di- dive into some of that kind of stuff. But before that, let's go a little bit like, Roy, I know, I know your whole background. We can go through yours too, but Lee, let's start, <laughs> let's start with kind of your background. Like what was, you know, ultimately I want to, want to learn, you know, the start of altitude energy partners, right? Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, for the most part, uh, yeah, if we just go back to to where Altitude was was founded with uh, um, you know the group of guys that that started the company, um, we'd all worked for larger companies, Weatherford, Halliburton. We'd worked for smaller companies. Decided that we could uh, uh, do it better, um, you know, in terms of taking the good that we'd learned at the big companies and taking the good that we'd learned at the small companies and and start Altitude. So uh, J.R. Boyles, Sean Boyles, myself, uh, Pat Olson. Uh, a couple other, a couple other guys joined a little bit later and and uh, formed Altitude, and we were off to the races, 2016. So, so it seems like it seems like there's a, it could just be me because I don't I don't play in the directional drilling space, but it seems like there's a lot of players in there. And we were just talking before we were mm. recording about how a lot of the times, particularly in the OFS side, it's like a race to the bottom, right? Yep. And that's how a lot of people are competitive. Yep. Let's unpack like a little bit on like how do you do this? How do you do this better outside of just being the lowest cost guys out there? Well, I mean, I think for us, when, when, when we started Altitude, we wanted to focus on being a smaller uh, uh, technology-driven company uh, that, that really paid attention to its processes and procedures in terms of R&M, um, you know, sourcing the, the best technology on the market in terms of motor technology. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, really, you know, from past lives, <clears throat> MWD historically has always been a hiccup for us. And so... We thought, well, let's just start this company, and then we'll source the best uh, possible MWD tools that are on the market, and um, you know, go from there. So, so uh, technology centered around power sections, technology centered around the lower ends, and then we kind of ended up into the rotary steerable game based on uh, specific client needs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, kind of bundle those three things together, and that's what uh, that's what made Altitude. Awesome. Well, we've we've known each other. God, it feels like forever. I mean, we linked in up. Wolfield years, long yeah, time. the Wolfield years, long, long time. You were at uh, Corva back in the day. I mean, you presented at the very first Energy Tech Night back in, I'm guessing that was 2019. Pizza and beer still, so yeah. Pizza was, and beer at WeWork in, in in downtown Houston. Yeah, that's right. WeWork. It was a good time. Uh, it 
was a lot of fun. Uh, Borja back in the very, very early days and then uh, hopped around a little bit and, and found a, a really good home here. These I worked with some of these guys back when I was at NOV, mm-hmm. um, when I was still in the field. And so actually our, our VP of sales, Matt Galvin, was uh, in a different role years ago at NOV. And we, we actually met standing on a rig floor in, in uh, uh, Reagan County. So, I mean, it's it's been a long, long road, but we, we made it here. So uh, this has been a, a terrific group to work with so far. Um, Which is high praise because let me tell you, I've heard Roy bitch a lot of times <laughs> about a lot of people. So if, if Roy's saying it's good, it's good. They, uh, they welcomed me with open arms and, uh, they jack with me like we've been friends for 30 years. So, uh, <laughs> I catch no slack here. Um, but, uh, it's been a lot of fun. They, they, uh, they needed someone to kind of fill some niches and, and, um, help wherever and just kind of be a, a catch all. And so I, I just jumped in and hit the ground running and it's been, it's been a, a lot of fun. No, I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't know Roy in West Texas. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're, uh, we're we're becoming very familiar with with uh, Roy and and you know all the uh, exposure that he brings to altitude in terms of I mean just just grinding all the time, right? Yeah, I mean Roy's out there hustling and uh, making making things go. So uh, he's been a, a, a solid addition to the team. I'd sure. be lying if I said we didn't try to recruit him ourselves a few times. Yeah, but yeah, be no honest doubt. With you. yeah, Roy's expensive, man. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't get you. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't get you, bud. We tried though, but it sounds like you found a good home. So, how long has Altitude been around now? Uh, 2016 is, okay. is when we launched. Um, 2017 is when we built out our Permian facility, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, start purchased and started operating out of the uh, Casper facility as well. Launched our. Did you go out and raise private equity right off right off the bat? We didn't, man. We bootstrapped this thing. Um, we How the hell do you bootstrap this thing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got to get creative. You got to. <laughs> you have to have uh, really good, really good relationships with your vendors. Really good mm-hmm. relationships with your customers. Um, you know, and and just you know, pay attention to to everything that's moving all at once. Making sure that uh, you're bringing on really good people at at the exact right time. And yeah. And I think that you know, if there's one thing that I, I would say is is a significant strength that, or, or something that we do better than most other companies, it would be the um, recruitment of talented individuals. Um, mm-hmm. We just have people that that really want to join with Altitude. We love having highly skilled individuals uh, come on board. We're not we don't you know take ourselves too seriously in regards to you know we're we're so big or or we're we're going to be better than everybody. We just you know. Put a bunch of people in a room that that probably don't think a lot um, a lot alike the uh, in in everyday uh, you know, scenarios, but when when it comes to work, they um, man they're they're collectively the best group of people that I've worked with. So yeah. so sorry I cut you off. So you, you opened a facility in 2017. You said uh, 2017. Yeah, okay. a Midland facility in 2017. The Casper facility shortly thereafter. Um, and uh, just have been growing both of them ever since. So um, again, focused on on motors, right? Where breakout machines and and uh, bringing in power sections. So let's unpack that journey. Because so 2016, I mean, we're right off the the downturn of what I guess it was 2015. Yeah, right. I remember living through that. I remember laying off all my employees at the time. That was it's fun. Miserable, right? Um, yeah, going from a team of 15 back to two co-founders again, and then yeah. having to do everything you know yourself. <laughs> um, that was very interesting. And so walk us through, like, yeah, walk us through, I guess, that kind of journey, especially from, you know, 16, 17, a little bit of re- rebound, 17, 18, 19, and then let's really dive into, you know, to 2020. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, 2016, we, we took an approach where we were more of like, a, uh, you know, a middleman for, for clients where we would go out and source the equipment, source the people, put together a package, come back to the operator and say, here you go. We think this is the best possible package we can offer. So that's like, that's how you guys first started. That's how we started. So that's how it makes sense with your bootstrap yeah, yeah. because you kind of just pivoted over time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. We didn't have to, we didn't have to invest a lot of capital right yeah. out of the gate. Right. So 2017, we launch, uh, the facility, uh, begin growing. Um, 2018 was a significant year for us. We, I mean, we really gained a lot of momentum in 2018. In October of 2018, we partnered with a private equity firm, uh, Black Bay Energy Capital. Okay. Uh, great guys to partner with. They uh, they helped us along in terms of, I mean, listen, we're a bunch of guys out of Wyoming, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have the exposure to the corporate world that maybe some others do, and so uh, they helped us with you know some connections that really helped us to um, professionalize our approach. Um, grew two th through 2018, we continued to grow, uh, 2019 was just same story. I mean, we plateaued a little bit, I'd say, but, uh, a more steady trajectory rather than just all out growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then 2020 hit. <sighs> so yeah. let me tell you how, let me, I'll tell you my start to 2020 and I'll, I'll tell the story on behalf of me and Colin. So we were involved in a lot of different things. We had wells in Oklahoma. We were involved in a tech startup that we had you know raised a bunch of money for, built a team. Um, been paralleling some things for a while. And we said, you know, we've, we've, we've got to make a decision. And Wildcatters was continuously to kind of grow in the background. And we said, we're going to follow our heart. We're going to do this. We're going to go all in. So we did it. We, you know, told our partners, hey, we're leaving. Uh, sold off the wells, sold off everything else. And then it was like almost immediately. It was like, I mean, a week or two later, we're literally sitting there having a conversation in our office. And we, we have uh, oil prices pulled up and it's literally updating like in real time. <laughs> and we're just watching it drop. And we were like, Oh, surely it can't. Oh, it, it can go lower. Oh, it can go lower. Oh, it can go lower. And then he goes negative 37. And we're like, what? this is a glitch. There's like, <laughs> yeah, the data right. has to be wrong. There's no way. Yeah, and then the COVID hits and the whole world shuts down. And we were like, I don't know if this was the smartest decision. <laughs> we left something that was like pretty, not like guarantee, but I mean, it was like had a good chance of success and to leave it for something that was making absolutely, you know, no money, but to kind of follow your heart. Yeah. I mean, we felt like we had totally fucked up to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so no doubt. I mean, the good thing was though, I, I guess not the good thing, but we weren't alone in that, right? Yeah. I mean, that was every industry across the world. God, it, it was just oil and gas, which, which is different than most other downturns. Yeah. Really, I mean, that was the one where I mean there was there was not a single industry that was thriving other than pharmaceuticals, right? I mean, that was yeah. about it. Yeah. So um I mean, was any, well, I guess was anybody Peloton. still drilling in 2020? I mean, did it literally come we, to the screeching? So ball? we when when March, we were on 30 rigs with another six on the board, um, you know, that were supposed to be coming on throughout the course of the month. And the first week of June, we had zero rigs. Uh, we didn't have a single job on the board. Um, mm -hmm. So we went from 36 rigs essentially to zero uh, over that time frame. Thankfully, uh, again, going back to uh, when we started the company, very good relationships with our vendors, very good relationships with, with our uh, operator, operators and um we clawed our way back out. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, as with every company, we had to make some tough decisions and reduce yep. our headcount. Um, the bulk of ours came on the completion side, but uh, you know, we were we were lucky enough, I should say, to uh, to have these uh, contacts, these customer base and vendors, where we could we could uh, regain our traction, our foothold relatively quickly, and and then we closed the year in a, in a healthy, in a healthy spot. Um, yeah. I think we were back up to 18 rigs by the end of the year and, mm -hmm. and, uh, moving ahead. So, yeah. 
And then 21 rolls around. Yeah, 21, 21 was a good year. Um, you know, again, so now you now you get out of the uh, 2020, everybody's kind of taking a deep breath, but you're yeah. not, you don't really trust what you're standing on at this point, yeah. right? You're still looking around like, what's next? Um, and uh, we continue to grow, continue to add to the team. Um, I want to say that we, it actually allowed us to, especially as we got closer to the end of 21, to make some changes in our team and, mm -hmm. and really strengthen our core, strengthen the core of the sales team, the operations team, focus on expansion into different basins um, and, and do it in a little bit more of a methodical approach where um, instead of a shotgun blast to figure mm -hmm. out what we're doing next because it was it was growth like crazy, we, we definitely took more of a scalpel surgeon's approach to mm -hmm. How we're going to do it and what capital we invest and was that just where. using more data was that getting more customer feedback honestly it came from um the team i mean the guys yeah. uh, you know everybody that we had brought on and their experience in the different areas different regions um you know how where they had worked and and you know giving us feedback on where they thought that you know we had an opportunity to enter and not only enter but be successful in in cap uh capturing additional market share so mm -hmm. when when we um like I said, when we came out of 2020, uh, right-sizing the team, uh, I, I want to say the the motto for that year was professionalize our approach, right? Uh, and so we were able to do that through the acquisition of talent and uh, moving into different regions based people, on their people are everything, man. Yeah. 100%. They really are. When you get the right people, it takes so much weight off your shoulders. Yeah. We've yeah. seen that recently. We hired... Um, a lot of people know him, John Calfan and uh, Matt Chamberlain. Two guys have been actively involved in this energy tech community for a long time. Brought them on board, and it has been totally game changing for yeah. our organization because these guys bring just the most amazing ideas to the table. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think um, you know for for the operations side, you know Tyler Clark, he joined the team in 2019. I'm sure he was he was questioning in 2020 a year later. <laughs> he's like, what did I do? Uh, same as everybody else, but um. You know, he he really helped to to launch altitude into a different, um, you know, a, really a different realm as far as our approach to our motor technology, um, drilling down on on the engineering side of it, mm -hmm. a lot of the relationships he has, um, and then he he kind of built out an engineering team full of highly skilled and highly talented individuals that have really allowed, I would say, you know, Roy and, and the rest of the, the sales staff, it, it, given them a little bit more of a competitive advantage compared to what our original service, service offering was back in 18, 19, mm -hmm. you know, so. Well, when did you come on board? I came on in uh, November of 21, I guess it was. Yeah. So I've, I've not even been here a year yet, but. So we've, we, we were laughing before we started recording about how – You've you've been pretty vocal in some of our conversations about some stuff that's happened in the directional drilling world, and I don't want to necessarily call anybody out. Okay, we don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, but I want to give context to the fact that you've given just glowing reviews just privately before we've you know been on the podcast about altitude. Just like walk walk me through that world. Like what is like what is what are the, some of the common things that just really fucking irritate you? You know that. Everybody knows it, and it's no secret. The the prima donnas of the oil field are the directional hands, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they know it. We know it. Everybody in their, you know, the egos on the directional side are are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, everybody's everybody's drilled every rock. Everybody's done it better and one upped everybody else. And and it's just the way it is when you deal with the directional side of things. And one of my uh, 
biggest hesitancies looking at coming to the directional side initially, even before altitude was, was that. And I've just reached a point in my career where, and I've got my own ego and I've, I've got a, probably a pretty big one. And some people would say, but I mean, the older I get and the more experience I, I undergo it, um, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with that. And so, um, you know, I was at another place before this and it was just 100% not the right fit. And, uh, I almost did not, um, actually another coordinator from a different directional company told me, he said, man, I think you can do this. You just need to go to work for a good company. And this opportunity presented itself. And he told me, he's like, man, that is a, a stellar company. I think you should give it a shot. And so I, uh, I bailed off head, you know, head first, like I normally do. And, and, uh, like I said, they, they were arms wide open and, and I'm one of those guys that does really well. If you just give me two, two sidelines to stay between and, and, you know, an objective or a goal to try and hit and, uh, you know, call me every once in a while. And so they've, you know, don't get micromanaged here. And it's, they, they trust me to do what, what they brought me on to do. And, and, you know, Tyler will jump in. I'll, I'll be walking out the door in Midland to go visit with a customer and Tyler Clark will be sitting there and where are you going? And tell him like, you want to go? And he'll <laughs> jump up, grab his yep. phone and out, you know, he's riding shotgun. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to have that exposure to, you know, like Lee and Tyler and our senior leadership for those guys to be able to just, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? You know, and then can I help you with that? Do you want me to go to that meeting with you? And, um, you know, Hey, I know we, we don't have this available right now, but here's what our fork, you know, here's what we ordered. Here's when it's going to be here. You know, let's have that conversation instead. And so, um, it's just, you really, as a salesperson, there's, there's no drag in your sale to be able to just head down, ass up and get it because you know, the backside's taken care of. And that, that I think is what has made us such a force to be reckoned with. And the sales team, well, sales and operations, but, everybody's got egos, but it's kept in a way. So like Tyler's ex-military and you know, those guys are constantly jacking with each other. And, you know, they kind of have that mindset of like, you're constantly in the trenches, but you're just Mm going to mess with each other and just push through the suck. And, uh, he kind of keeps that mentality. So the way that the sales team operates is, is we all have our own accounts, but it's nothing for like Ryan Olson in West Texas to call me up and be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm up against the wall here. Can you help me here? You know, and and just that camaraderie level that exists is, is really refreshing in the directional side. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's probably been, I I told my boss the other day, I said, I'm just happy as a field lark, man. I, I, I really love what I'm doing right now. And it's, and it's fun. And when things are fun, I think at work, that's when you really excel. Yeah. That's when you thrive. And I know in the past, just you and I talked about it offline. I've just kind of, I feel like you had been kind of put in a box in certain kind of places. And I think that some of your strengths and some of the things that you brought to the table were kind of suppressed. I mean, think about this, dude, you were one of our our biggest advocates in the beginning when we had like 300 YouTube subs and we did like this mega deal uh, and you just believed in the content and there was so much that you brought to the table there. Um, And so it's just interesting from a guy from your background to have the foresight that this was going to be something that was big. And then, you know, getting involved in things like Energy Tech Night and stuff like that. Dude, I'll never forget those kind of things. So yeah, it was we appreciate that support. We, uh, so I, I'm a sales guy here now too. And then uh, I help a lot with the marketing and it's been a lot of fun. And so 
uh, Joey that you guys utilized yeah. early on. We, we've we've uh, worked with him a lot. And uh, I'm guessing you guys are working with Midnight. And- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout and, out those uh, guys, Midnight Marketing. Good friends with those guys. Yeah, they've done a really good job, and we've got um, got some really cool stuff coming down the pipe. Um, kind of putting a new spin on some of mm-hmm. some of the old tired directional type. Everybody's got a new record they're going to post every week, right? So yeah. yeah, walk me through a little bit. I mean, this is a little bit of a side tangent, and then we'll kind of get back to the story of altitude. But you know, business development, twenty twenty two, oil field. You know, I think that a lot of these young cats kind of coming up think that you know, a lot of uh, business development is just so transactional. And I think that it's, it's so relationship based. And I think that people have totally, some people have totally lost, I don't know, I guess the, the concept of that. Yeah. It, you know, years ago, I read a book called, uh, uh, oh, the challenger sales, what it was called. And it kind mm-hmm. of classified out five different salespeople. Right. And you had your, your hunter type and you had your, your, you know, your guy that was your nine to five going to come in and do the work. You, know, you could always count on him. You had your cowboy that was, you know, never did a lick of paperwork, but closed <laughs> deals and damned everybody else if they got in his way. And, you know, that, that was really eye opening for me. And I think now, and that was true for a long time, but I think now, you know, post pandemic, there is a whole new way of life in sales post pandemic, I, I think. And so, um, and I think the other thing that's very interesting is by geo region, it differs too. like the accessibility to clients in Denver versus Houston versus Midland is night and day. And so, you know, Houston is still, believe it or not, pretty closed up and certain companies are very accessible and certain still aren't. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are still very transactionally focused and. Um, you know, for our business, it's, it's not, um, it's a service. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, we, you know, we'll run a motor or something, right. But, um, it's a service, it's a partnership. It's my coordinators, myself, my directional driller and the engineer from the operator side sitting down and saying, you know, Hey, I know you wanted to run this BHA, but what we've seen is this performance with this BHA and, it's way outside their comfort zone, but when that relationship is there and that trust is there, it really enables us to shine and put down. And we, we had an instance recently where they were not comfortable with running our BHA. And, and I think due to the relationship from myself and our coordinator, we were able to put our BHA in the hole the way that you know we had had success with it. And uh, we drilled one of their fastest curves. Um, and so I think, the relationship part is there for sure. Um, but the one thing that I learned long ago too is I don't think there's much room left in this oil field for the um, solely transactional uh, happy hour salesman. Yeah. Uh, I think you got it's too small know, of an industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you need to know, you need to know a little bit about what you're talking about and you need to bring that really solution driven attitude to the table. Uh, where you don't have a seat at that table. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are today. And more now than ever, um, you know, if you're not putting down performance and consistent performance, mm-hmm. uh, the operators don't, they don't need yeah. you. And if they're going to stick their neck out on the line and give you a shot, uh, especially post-pandemic, seeing all the, the axe cutting that happened over the last few years, you know, you, you better be, you better deliver or you're not, you know. Yeah. 
you're not going to have it tomorrow. Well, obviously, you guys have been doing what you said you're going to do because I mean, what was the stat you told me before we started recording? Feet per month. So we just crossed the month of July uh, in the U.S. one million feet in one month. Uh, that's across all the basins that we're currently operating uh, with our current rig count. So you said that was like what top five? That puts us top five in the U.S. for sure. Uh, I haven't run the exact numbers, but um, as of we had a big meeting, a big a big coming together of all the altitude folks in Denver in April, first or second week in April, and um, I pulled all the numbers for total footage drilled in the state of Texas, uh, and I pulled the top five, and we were number four uh, out of the top five. So, uh, and two of the top five were Schlumberger and Baker. So, I mean. Here we are, a, yeah. a small bootstrapper out of Wyoming that is now competing and, and given, you know, the Phoenixes and the Slumberjays and the Bakers a run for their money. So yeah. that's, we'll, we'll take that feather and put it in our hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, whenever you originally reached out, you said, hey, you know, we've just been, um, you know, we've been, we've been acquired or it seems like from what our conversation, like kind of acquire slash merger. Let's talk through that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you know. Entering into 2022, we know we knew that we had a um, a nice runway out in, ahead of us, right? Uh, we we had a lot of momentum. Um, we were uh, making some inroads with customers that typically in the past we hadn't been able to uh, hadn't been able to secure contracts with. Um, a lot of it due to some of the uh, approaches that we'd taken, whether it was API spec Q2 certification, um, new technology on motors, uh, doing some different stuff with the uh, rotary steerable tools that we run. Um, and then of course our people, right? Adding to the team and highly talented, highly skilled individuals. So, um, coming through, I mean, the conversation actually started, um, centered around a possible, um, transaction, probably December, January timeframe. And it, it was, it was a slow, methodical you know we didn't we didn't enter into any sort of agreement until uh, well into uh, 2022 so mm -hmm. um i think once once uh cathedral has had uh, had a chance to get a lay of land and and really look at what altitude was about and and uh speak with our people and and look at our our uh you know what we'd structured for our for our business they thought okay this will this would be a good way to enter back into us land right um you know, and kudos to their team. They uh, they took a look at it and they they recognized that Altitude was a brand and that that brand had been built you know successfully and and allow us to you know everybody says it in every transaction you, you know oh nothing's going to change nothing's going to change but I mean really in in this one these guys are are looking at us and saying hey you guys we we haven't found any uh, uh, concerns in how you conduct your business or or uh, how you do operate your day to day. So we're going to let you run with it, you know, um, don't drop the ball. And yep. so, uh, we, um, no, it, it's, it's a, it, it's really good for us. I think, um, there's some thing, you know, now it's a publicly traded company um, you know, we're on the TSX in, in, uh, Toronto. And so really what we have to drill down on now is, is, you know, continuing to improve our performance, continuing to gain market share in a way that lends to, um, being responsible to our PNL and and uh, and grow this thing uh, to, a, to a level that we haven't haven't seen thus far. So and it sounds like from from our conversation, it was it's like any of their North American assets, I guess, are going to kind of like merge with you guys. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know they have they have a couple of accounts over there. Um, I think they're accounts that we had uh, um, you know been having meetings with, and and so 
I think it lended to that transition in terms of, uh, you know, they had some familiarity with altitude and, and our people. And then when the announcement was made, it was kind of like, okay, I, I mean, we'd like these guys anyway, and they've been working on getting a shot with us. So, uh, the transition has been relatively smooth in that regard. Mm. What's, what's that bring total head count up to? Total head count, hundred and hundred and five hundred and ten, depending. But yeah, um, yeah. We're, I mean, we're still sorting out some. You know, Cathedral also did an acquisition of uh, uh, DDS here, uh, first part of the year, uh, Discovery Downhole, um, and so they have some people over there too. So it's kind of a uh, uh, you know we reside under the Cathedral umbrella, operating as independent entities. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's our, that's our employee headcount. And then we're another 150 contractors. So, wow. Yeah. And so you guys, the whole management team staying in place. You yeah. You to run the ship. Yep. Yep. Whole okay. management team stays, um, job titles change a little bit, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to just continue on with, uh, with the entire team in place and, mm-hmm. and continuing to grow what we'd you know, coming out of the downturn, what we set out to accomplish. So, well, so I mean, what are we? I haven't, to be honest with you, I used to check oil prices every day when we were selling it, but what, what's oil sitting at right now? I think it's 90 something. Yeah, this morning, it's last been time. floating around 95. I and who knows when this podcast goes out? It could be totally, it could be negative 37 or it could be $300. <laughs> we we, not never, not really, not we never really know. So, you know, you know, both of us haven't, uh, we've, we've survived. We survived 2020, 2021, and now in this boom. Like, what's next for you guys? You know, I think um, we're going to continue to keep our eye on technology. Um, yeah. You know, again, going back to Tyler Clark, he uh, he's a big driver of technology. He's got his thumb on the pulse of this industry. He knows, you know, what's coming, what's going, what's up next. Uh, so continuing to evaluate uh, every possible opportunity out there. Uh, Cathedral brings in a whole new arsenal of uh, uh, tools and technology that you know we'll have at our disposal for U.S. land now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've been working, although they they haven't had a, a significant presence in U.S. land for a couple of years here. They've continued to work on their with their R and D teams up in Canada and and developing new tools. So uh, we're looking forward to getting our hands on some of that and and doing some runs down here in different basins to to commercialize those efforts in the U.S. Um, you know, after that, uh, yeah. Enter into new basins. Uh, you know, we're going to go after some some different plays that we haven't we haven't drilled in before, and and uh, you know, enter some enter in with some new technology that maybe those basins haven't seen before, and uh, continue to offer a good service with with great people. So, so. walk us through that. Like, well, I'm sure there's got to be a lot of challenges. I mean, do you got to go out and find the right people who've who've, who've drilled in these places before, or what? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Well, and I guess that that comes down to you know. When we started, we were guys from the Rockies. I, I mean, I've never worked on a well in, in, in West Texas at the time. So we sourced individuals that were highly skilled and highly trained and, and wanted to be a part of something. You know, So um, I think you take that same approach no matter, no matter where you're going. I, I, don't, I don't care if you're going to you know, the Northeast or if you're South Texas or if you're just looking at investing in new technology. I mean, you have to find highly skilled driven individuals that want to be a part of a great team. And if you can offer a great team, I mean, they're they're willing to come over and take a chance, take a little bit of a risk and leave leave what might be like, you know, to your point, a little bit more secure job or cushy job to mm-hmm. to come over here and really start pushing the boundaries in terms of, you know, getting something commercialized and and to the market that they can kind of sit back at the end and go, man, that's cool. Let's do that again. You know? And, um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it, it, 
it centers around people. The people's where it's at. And like I said, that's, I think that that's where we have the competitive advantages. We're able to, to recruit and bring in these guys that are, are really talented individuals. Yeah. And on the drilling technology side, I mean, walk us through that a little bit. I mean, cause so many people think that, you know, there's a horizon for oil. It's, you know, five years from now, nobody's using oil anymore. We're not going to be drilling. We're not going to need it. But we know that there's, you know, probably, I'd argue probably billions of dollars of technology that's, you know, being created and being deployed currently, right? Yeah, I think um, I think the technologies that are that have been developed and are, are currently in development in in oil and gas are are useful in other industries as well. I mean, geothermal is a big one, right? Where mm-hmm. you know, if you're drilling with hot hole tools in in uh, South Texas, down Haynesville and Eagleford, you probably you know limited your barrier of entry into the geothermal markets just based on uh, your data points you have there. So, um, you know whether it comes down to generation of turbines and things of that nature that, that you can transition over into other ways of powering batteries, you know, who knows where we go with some of this electric uh, vehicles and, and how we can in- increase efficiencies there. There, I would, I would venture to guess that there's something here in oil and gas that we could lend to. So I think the, I think the uh, it's kind of boundless in terms of uh, what we take and how we apply it into these different sectors. But um, it's kind of nice to know that oil and gas companies have a way of uh, not only entering it, but leading in, in some of these alternative uh, approaches. Yep. Love it. So where can people find you guys at altitude energy partners.com uh, altitude energy partners.com. Yep. Okay. And then Roy's all over LinkedIn, it's yeah, kinda... LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We, uh, we're pretty present in all of them right now. I think the you, main the main place obviously LinkedIn. You said you got some good stuff coming out soon too, right? Yeah, right. there's good we'll stuff be, out now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, 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 there's <laughs> we put out some pretty solid content. Yeah. Um, we're working on a little. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to share too much, but uh, obviously, uh, veterans are, are very very special to me, uh, and we we have quite a few here. Uh, like I said, Ty, Tyler was uh, Marine Corps, and mm-hmm. uh, then he ended up going into uh, the Army, and ultimately. I think when he came out he was a green beret uh so he um anyway we have a, a big group of them so I'm, I'm working on a little project for uh uh november 11th uh to to, to be put out then but uh kind of say thanks to all the guys and the guys and gals that work with altitude that that uh i'm looking forward to serve it, so uh i'm hoping it i'm hoping it turns out all right so it's it's a big undertaking i'm a little nervous about it but now nah, you'll uh, crush it whatever it is but uh Obviously, we're rolling into some some other events too. I know it's event season in oil and gas. So yeah. I mean, our crews. I just got the event list for our Rockies group, and they're going to be very active and lots of uh, ADE OHH and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we'll be out and about for sure. Y'all got to come out to Fuse, man. October twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we'll be around for sure, but yeah. Well, cool, guys. Roy, I don't know why it took us seven years to get you on the podcast, but, hey, we finally made it happen. Lee, such a pleasure meeting you, man. Thank you guys for coming down. I appreciate it. All right, guys, take two seconds to leave a rating review. Forward it to everybody you work with. Send it to your mom, send it to your dad, send it to your brothers, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.